It's EV News Briefly for Tuesday 31st of October. I'll be back as usual at 5pm UK, that's midday Eastern, with the full podcast. Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. Trying once again to find a format that works for YouTube for this show as well. So the programme will be going up there too. We'll start with news about Ford and the UAW coming to an agreement over future battery plants. The 56,000 workers at Ford under the UAW umbrella now have to ratify the deal, which includes a 26% wage wage raise on their base amount, but also to include any future battery factories for their electric vehicles at Ford to be brought under the umbrella of this new deal, which will last until April 30th, 2028. Ford says they're expanding the charging network with Tesla superchargers. Don't get excited. This is not them buying the V4s like BP did and adding and operating their own V4 superchargers. This is from 12,000 superchargers to 15,000 superchargers that will now be available from next year with the adapter from 25 when Nax is native on new Fords. Uh, Where these extra 3,000 came from, I don't know. I'm not sure why they weren't originally. Maybe they were the V2s or something or for whatever reason they couldn't be included in the original deal, but between Tesla and Ford, they found a way of adding them into the deal. That's cool. The Chevy Equinox has got some pricing. Now, we know that the base model and the small battery won't ever make it to market, but launching early next year, uh, we're going to have two models, which are the higher-end specs, more profitable specs as well. Uh, they'll be the 210-horsepower front-wheel drive, 49,000-dollar version, and the all-wheel drive, 290-horsepower 52,000 version. Uh, Chevy isn't elaborating on the features with the initial batch, probably a 3LT or a 3RS trim. And when they're talking about the eventual cheapest Equinox arriving, it won't be a 30 grand vehicle. It will be a $35,000 vehicle. That comes later in 2024, hopefully not 25, but add on the tax credit, which is then available at the dealer. You can transfer it to the dealership so it's effectively cash on the hood. Uh, then it is a $27,500 vehicle for 300 miles of range. Really, really impressive. Now, let's talk about the Volkswagen ID7 Tourer. Now, that is the estate wagon shooting brake version of the ID7 Saloon. They've gone with the name Tourer for this. It looks really cool. It's got 435 uh, miles of range. On a new bigger battery, a new 86 kilowatt hour battery pack, which is coming to that vehicle, which we haven't found on the MEB cars before now. Boot space huge, 545 litres, seats up, 1714 litres, seats down. That car arrives next year. The saloon sedan version, the regular ID7, arrives pre-Christmas in Europe and China. Porsche and Google announced they'll join forces for the infotainment systems inside future Porsche models. That's Google Maps Assistant, the Play Store, and all the other Google stuff. So Android Automotive, in the way that Volvo and Polestar do it. But Porsche will still have their own infotainment system, and Android will sit underneath of it, but it'll be Porsche branded. I can't wait to see that implementation. VW's Carryad software division looks like they're still battling issues and to cut 2,000 jobs over the next two years, which will delay software 1.2, will delay software 2.0, and that is essential for the future Porsche Macan, future 
a VW Q6 and so many, uh, sorry, the Audi Q6 and so many more as well. Now, the Skoda ENIAC is going to be renewed for a 2028 model year on the SSE platform. But again, that's a vehicle that relies on the software being ready. And finally, the Zika 001 FR. That is the honestly slightly bonkers quad-motored 800-volt, 13-brake horsepower car coming from Zika. Not to 100 kph, 62 miles an hour in 2.02 seconds, but it costs 105 grand.